All right, welcome back everybody. The Presidio Perspective, Dustin Tembrick here. With me today is Blake Findell, wealth manager, fiduciary extraordinaire, member of our team. Uh, it's good to have you today. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Looking man. Forward to it. Yeah, we have these conversations on a daily basis. It's good to get you out in front of the camera. And I know you're having those conversations on a daily basis with our clients, but yeah, there's a lot to talk about right now. But uh, man, so let me get this right. You've been in financial services since when? 2005. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like a long time. Flies by. Yeah. Man, only going on 18 years. 17, 18, almost two years, almost 20 years, man. Getting old. Thanks for reminding me, Dustin. Yeah, well, that. you know, we've been in the business the same amount of time. You, you, I look it, though. You somehow got to keep <laughs> all that stuff on top and, you uh, know, thanks. whatever. That's good. You're too kind. Oh, man. So you've seen a lot of that last 18 years. We've seen a lot in the last two years, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Looking back two years ago, right, those stay-at-home orders went in. COVID. Yeah, some of us uh, adhered to them and others didn't. But yeah, yeah. it's been um, it's been crazy times. Yeah, and so we had a we had a lot of fallout, man. Just going back to that time, I mean, I think it's important to kind of put these things in perspective. You and I were in the business in two thousand eight, you know, yeah. and just thinking of how crazy that was, yeah. um, and you know, we thought that we were going to go to an ATM machine which we used ATM machines back then, by the way, kids. <laughs> we still had to have cash to like get stuff done. We wrote checks, all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we thought we were gonna go to the ATM machine, put it in our card and nothing was gonna happen. It was pretty close to that happening. Pretty right? scary. It was scary, man. People lost a lot of money, livelihoods, jobs, houses, just underwater foreclosures. Like it was, it was pretty brutal. Um, but you know, going back then, and we've seen those traumatic events, and we've seen wars and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, in the last two years, there's been a heck of a lot, you know. And just looking back two years ago, and, and that this new disease from China is coming over, the coronavirus, and what is it? And everyone's going to die. I mean, it, it looked like the world was ending. Yeah, you know. I think you brought up a good point. I mean, going through the 2008, you know, um, crash, crash, yeah. you know, made this a lot more tolerable and easier to those that remember that yeah right? those are yeah exactly yeah it was still enough in people's memory i was worried about it you know not having a market correction for a group of people or a crash that never knew what it is you know and that's when they can get really exacerbated when no, when no one's seen the market go down before mm -hmm. so you asked like what lessons you know you kind of get from those periods of times like that's a pretty good lesson for people mm-hmm I mean, we were fielding calls March and April, and the stock market's just in free fall, going down, goes down 35%. Talking people off the ledge. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't get to a ledge because we were cooped up in our homes. We couldn't leave. <laughs> no one was driving the car. There's no one on the freeway. It looked like something out of a zombie movie. I mean, the, yeah. the parking lots are empty. The freeway is empty. I mean, there's just, we're locked up. We're Can't get any toilet paper? Oh, my uh, gosh, the toilet paper. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, just to think of the crazy stuff that we human beings do right in a panic. And investors right now, we're seeing a lot of this happen right now today with surging prices and commodities and energy. And like, what do we want to do? We want to hoard it, right? People are filling up bags of gasoline and things like that. Have you seen those videos out there? Oh, my gosh, it's just nuts, right? What we do, it's toilet paper hoarding. 
<laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, we did some crazy stuff. I mean, I, I remember talking clients off the ledge, of course. I mean, badge of honor, not one of our clients sold out during that market crash in 2020. And that's, for me and our, and our organization and our clients, like, what a win that is, right? I think, I think it speaks to the process, you know, yeah. of, of putting together a plan and having that confidence to be able to ride the ups and the downs because we know that these are going to happen. It's our you know? number one job, right? Preparing yeah. people so they don't buy high and sell low. I mean, that's the number one job, getting people to not sell at the wrong time and be confident in that process. And you got to do that with that plan and creating those time horizons. And we put in so much work to get that plan dialed, right, for that individual client so that they have confidence and, and their long-term goals, right? Yep. I, I, you know, so people not selling during the downturn was great. You know, the, the harder thing for people to wrap their heads around because we prepared them for the market crash. But like, you know, early summer of 2020, the funniest thing happened is the market started going up. Yeah. And that, and that seemed to not make sense. You know, when we, we have coronavirus hitting and everyone's the whole world economy shut down, we're seeing death tolls and structure fires and riots, political divide, social injustice. Yeah, makes sense that the market's going down. But when it starts going up, people are like, it's lost its mind. Yeah, and you know, it's just looking back and these storms pass yeah. with time, you know, and, and we have these ups and these downs. And just got to remember that for long-term investors, which, you know, we all you know, inevitably are yeah. some portion of our money is right. is set aside for the long term. Right? Yeah. And you've got to point. You got to let the storm pass. Yeah. You know, and look at opportunities to 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 actually add to those core positions and yeah, and build wealth. Yeah, That's it's, a, it's like us Southern Californians when we have a cold, rainy day in February, we're shocked. It's like, yeah, winter comes. Like, it's <laughs> not a long. It's not a long winter. But yeah, you're gonna have a couple cold days. Yeah. You know, the same thing as investing. You know, they're not all all green. It's not all to the moon. Mm -hmm. But um, well, let's switch gears a little bit because I wanted I want to talk about a little segment called uh, "Don't be distracted by shiny objects," right? So there's a lot of work in that plan, getting people to not sell low, right? Um, I think it's even harder for clients to and and, and investors in general to sell high. Right. And to, you know, take the thing that's worked out the most in your portfolio and sell it and get out. Yeah. And what are you going to buy? One of the most com difficult conversations. Yeah. Getting them to sell their golden goose. Yeah. You know, like, and then what, and then what do you ask them to buy? The thing that's doing the worst a lot of times. Right. And like, Oh, how does that make sense? Like, and that's, yeah, we have a lot of, you know, and this is natural human instinct, right. Is, look at the last year's best performers mm -hmm. and say, Hey, look, this, this, this asset class or this stock is junk and hasn't yep. performed. I want to own that. Out. Yeah. I want to own that. Go more you know? into the thing and that so it's just kind of naturally the, the progression of like what people want to do and it's coaching them otherwise is. Yeah. And that's the plan, right? I mean, it comes back to doing the math. We say it all the time. It's just math. You got to come to the plan because left to our own devices, we're going to make some pretty bad decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I know that, uh, that a lot of the people I encountered, you know, that had concentrated because the thing that happened in COVID too, is it kind of fast forward a lot of these technologies, right? The stay at home stocks 
and that there's this new world order, right? And so it's just our view, our, our, our lens into the future is sh- so short, right? And the news is only going to report on like five minutes in front of your face, right? We're not talking about things that are happening six to nine months from now, which is what the stock market inevitably is going to do. Right. And if we can be a little bit better investors and look at years into the future, how much better would we be? Right. And that's the math part of the financial plan. But, you know, the world's ending. It's all over. Everything's done. Let's get out. And then, oh, my gosh, here it is. This new world order. This is how it's going to be forever. And get rid of all of these old companies on a shed. No one's ever going to fly a plane again. No one's ever going to drive a car again, right? No one's ever going to go to the office again, you know, and what are we going to do? You know, here's the new way. And so you have all of these stay-at-home stocks just taking off. And it's it's like when if you're not in there, you feel that FOMO, right? You're like, I'm missing out. I need to get in. So if you're in, like selling it after you had this huge massive gain, you know, let's say you doubled your value of that that investment you were in, you doubled it mm-hmm. in a short period of time, which happened across the board on a lot of those those stay at home stocks. Like, what else were you waiting for? You know, that's a pretty big win, you know? You gotta know these things all and have to come back down to earth at some point, you know, that things come back into balance and that comes to the or speaks to the point about these corrections being healthy. All right, well, I, I got a li- little list for you because okay. uh, these were just some names that um, I was seeing people telling me that they, and I'm, I know you had these conversations too, and this is where I want my portfolio. This is what I want to be positioned in. Okay. Teladoc, Moderna, Peloton, Zoom, DocuSign, Netflix, Meta, Amazon, Tesla, Arc, Kathy Wood, right? These are all the stories of the day experiencing fantastic, phenomenal growth. And I, I looked back at these today just to say, okay, let's see where they are today relative to their all-time high. Which, How many of them were below their pre-COVID levels? A good amount, actually, yeah. which was shocking. Yeah. Pre-COVID. So like rode it all the way to the moon and fell to the basement, not even back to earth, like went below ground, which is crazy. That's, that's a good point that you bring that up. Yeah. Teladoc. Right, we're all going to use this new video technology. No one's going to go to the hospital, and that's the thing too. Is like some of these things aren't wrong, but what investors learned is that valuation matters. What you're paying for something actually matters. It doesn't mean it's limitless. What you're willing to, like, I got a pretty good cup of coffee in here, but I'm not going to pay sixty dollars for this cup of coffee. Yeah, like it's worth I don't know whatever. The, the pod is that we put in the Keurig to get it, you know, but if they're like, hey, the, that pod is 60 bucks and say no. But that's like the levels that these things are trading at. Yeah, I think there's a pretty good uh, investor that said that price is just what you pay for it. Yeah. Value is what you get from. And value is yeah. what you get, yeah. yeah. So, so, so let me just go through a couple of these. Teladoc traded over 300. Today it's at 60. It's less than 20% of its all-time high, down over 80%. Moderna, we all know Moderna, right? Stock is, you know, it's a good company. They're revolutionary, what they're doing. They have a lot of potential, but that means that valuation still matters. Traded up almost at 500 at one point, right? And of course, there's going to be huge news, vaccine, rollout, global. They're at 140 today, 28% of their high. Peloton, do you have a Peloton in your garage? I do not. Oh, I got one in mine. I play soccer. Yeah, it's been getting some cobwebs recently, but we have the Peloton, 171 
all-time high, down at 22. It's one of those pre-COVID lows, right? It's at 13% of what somebody, and by the way, when I'm saying these highs, that was the price that it traded that day, meaning somebody bought it that day for this price, yeah. right? And a whole lot of people did. So this isn't just a fake thing. People bought Peloton at 171, and I don't know where they held, but it doesn't really matter because it never got that high again. If they haven't yet, they should probably be tax loss harvesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to some opportunities, <laughs> tax loss harvesting. Zoom technology, almost 600 down at 102, 17%, 83% fall. DocuSign, painful for a lot, right? Of course, we use DocuSign, but what you pay for it matters. Over 300, now less than 100, 30% of what it was. Netflix, not only the little ones, right? Let's talk mm-hmm. about the big guys. Netflix, traded up to 700, now at 360. It's about half. Yeah. Netflix, that does not collect dust in my in my house. Do you use it? Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, Plenty me of too. Netflix. <laughs> Weird. But uh, that doesn't mean we'll pay whatever. Meta, Facebook, we all know that story. Poor Zuckerberg fell off the top 10 billionaires list. Poor guy. I know, poor guy. So uh, straight at half of what it was at his all-time high. Even Amazon's down, right? 22% hasn't really moved. Got up to almost 3,800. It's below 3,000. Tesla, right? Another big name. It's had some phenomenal what, long-term down success. Down 35% from its all-time high, right? And then Kathy Wood, ARC. Oof. <laughs> those ARC funds, man, which basically owned all those stocks I just mentioned and others that were worse, right? Traded up at 159. It now trades below 60. A 64% decline. By the way, the S&P's all-time high, right? was about 48. It's now trading at 42. It's down 12%. Mm-hmm. So... The stock market is down to correction. But, but this is like the importance of having that diversification, having that plan and that asset allocation, not change, chasing those shiny objects. Yeah. I mean, this is real punishment that a lot of people have had in their lives are altered and changed forever. So that's a good point. But what do you see as the shiny objects today? Like, what, what are you hearing? You know, cause I think we both know, but like what? Yeah, let's bring it back full circle, yeah. right? So what caused all of that growth, that phenomenal growth? The stock market's going up when the world's in chaos. All of these stocks, the new days raining in. Well, also what's happening is just a fire hose of cash is unleashed, right? From, from our, our federal government. Yep. Checks in the mail, okay? I talked to a CPA who's his clients, he's like, I, I can't, I want to fire these clients to this. I just can't agree with them. Like, what are they doing? They're like, they're not paying their rent while, because they don't have to. So the landlord's getting stiffed on rent. They're getting government checks and they're using it to buy meme stocks and Bitcoin. You're like, oh yeah, that's a recipe for a long-term success. Like, of course, you know, these how these prices get inflated and crazy. So anyway, you asked, you know, what about today? So yeah, what are the shiny objects well, today? So like, I, I'm getting there. Sorry. So you know, they are the result about people not paying their bills. (laughs) (laughs) All those bills are getting higher, right? So it's a good segue. The bills are higher. We have inflation because of all that stimulus we did today. We got a new reading. Did you see it? February inflation, 7.9%, 7.9% year over year, 8%. Let's go ahead and say eight rounded to eight, 8%. It's the highest we've had since January of 1981. I mean, it's it's insane. Are you feeling it? Yeah, I told you. I went to the <laughs> pump. I paid over $6.20 a gallon. I couldn't even look at it. I was like, I, I, have, I can't even. I have a diesel thinking that, you know, maybe I'll. Yeah. It's 
closer closer to seven. So yeah, I feel you. But these are short term things, right? And, and so just like this new day of technology stocks and and the meme stocks and and this is it. Doesn't matter what the prices are; they're going to go up forever. Same thing it's happening over here, right? Now we're saying people, I want to get out of my energy or I want to get out of my growth and my technology. I want to jump into energy and commodities. Mm-hmm. Why? Because oil's over $100 a barrel. And so now it's the same thing that people did jumping in, right, after the phenomenal run up and saying, oh, here it is. Here's the slope. It's just going to go up forever. I want to buy. Well, inevitably, it rolls over. And so now we're seeing the same thing, right, with these shiny objects with energy. What was the lowest price? You can pay for bar- for a barrel of oil. Oh my gosh, great point, man. So, oil today is trading at about one hundred and five to one hundred and ten. I think it got up to one twenty seven recently. In two thousand eight, it peaked at one hundred and forty. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then it it has gone in a decline since then. Went through a crash in fourteen, right? And in twenty twenty, a barrel of oil was negative forty dollars. Mm. Meaning you could get paid to take it? Yeah, you. Or they you would. Mean? Yeah, like if I was producing oil and distributing oil, I'd have to pay you to take my oil, right? And that's how that's the space that we're investing in, right? And so the same thing can be said when you look at companies that don't make money that you're investing in, right? Or meme stocks that are destined to fail. If you look at what you're actually investing in, be prepared for that wild ride that you're going to be down. I want to invest for growth. Okay, are you, I want a supersize aggressive growth portfolio. I want to invest in technology investments that are going to be there for the long run. Cool, you're down to you know, stomach an 80% loss in your portfolio. But that's, look at the price of oil. You know, in the last, we talk about what's changed in the last two years. We've gone from negative 40 to 120 and a bunch of stuff in between. I mean, no one was supposed to drive a car a couple years ago, you know? And now obviously we have some, some you know, short-term phenomenon that is creating, you know, a, a surge in the price of oil, right? Coupled with inflation. But um, yeah, so investors coming back to that plan, like you say, has to be so important to just stay on the course in the long run, right? That's not to say that you, you know, you don't have assets allocated into these different sectors where you can benefit, right? You should. You should have a piece of your portfolio in these different areas, right? But that's where rebalancing kind of takes into place. Well, outside of rebalancing, I think it's important to sit down and every client's got a different financial fingerprint, right? Like, and you look at your fingerprint, everybody is so unique. You know, unique, yeah, right? But it's like important to take a step back and look at the big picture, mm-hmm. right? This is just noise. Yeah. This is a storm that will pass. Yeah. Right, just like all the other storms. Well, and the wild thing with the stock market is they're gonna, it's gonna change before you see the change, yeah. too. Right? Yeah. It's oh, it happens quick. It's like yeah. it's like a diet, right? Like so, you can always, you can add, or you can lose, <laughs> or you can add uh, weight, or, lose or, weight, lose weight yeah. much quicker. Yeah, or I'm sorry, lose weight slower. Yeah, and add weight much quicker. Yeah. Right. So it's like same with same with investing returns and profits. Yeah, but um, but so essentially that market's gonna be looking at things like what the Fed's going to do with interest rates to tamper down inflation. It's already priced in. Yeah. But I mean, there's also some unknowns that become knowns. For sure. Right. And so as that starts to happen, more and more gets priced in. As the conflict in, in Ukraine with Russia is we've coming down to some kind of resolution, whatever it is, 
you know, it might not be the resolution that everyone's hoping for, but the market just likes resolution. Yeah. The market just likes whether it's good or bad, right? And so we saw that when times when we say, okay, we're gonna raise rates or we're gonna stop this. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's what we were worried about. And the market's like, okay, it's, still gonna happen. It, it's gonna go up from there because they're not worried about it anymore, yeah. you know? And so the market's gonna be discounting this stuff in the future, so yeah. I think it's important to kind of look back and see some of those shiny objects that we've been distracted by in the past and to not get suckered in to do it again, yeah. right? And, and just, just repeat until broke. Big picture, yeah. take a look at the plan. We, we, we plan for the, these things. So right? you, you mentioned tax loss harvesting. So I got some of these names. I mean, what, what does that mean? Like, what am I trying to do in these challenging markets? Essentially looking at... So what type of accounts am I looking at? Taxable. Taxable accounts. Right. So you're so not, not my IRAs, not my Roth yeah. IRAs, 401ks. Right? Yeah, I'm assuming that everybody knows that you cannot take a la loss on your retirement accounts. Right. But um, yeah, just looking at opportunities to sell some of the positions that you have that may have, maybe you bought them recently that are sitting on 15, 20, 30% lows, or I'm sorry, losses. Mm -hmm. um, so you're selling low. But you're reinvesting, being cognizant and mindful of wash sale rules. Yeah. Um, to so, then take so, that loss, realize mm -hmm. it, and that tax savings can add real, real value over time. So, um, so a couple of things. When I recognize a or I realize a loss, right, that gets reported on the Schedule D of my tax return. Yep. And I can use that to what? What do I to do with offset that? to offset future gains? Okay. In perpetuity. What if I have no gains? Well, you will have gains eventually if you're okay. working, if you're working like with a good. Yes. I mean, <laughs> okay. At some point, you're if you're an investor, yeah. you will have gains. Yeah. Right. So you, you carry it forward indefinitely. You carry it forward indefinitely. Okay. Until you pass. And what about? Don't you get to offset some of your ordinary income each you year? You do. Three thousand a year. Three thousand a year. Yeah. So whatever your tax rate is for us Californians, that's real money. It's real money that you're getting back and so in tax plan you're going to get when you when you harvest a loss in a taxable account right so that's good too if we're, we're looking at where to reposition if we could reposition assets you know in a taxable account that are low and maybe even buy them somewhere else right mm -hmm. in our account or a similar type investment right kind of keep us in the market yeah it can't be substantially identical investment right or right but outside of that but it, this is where, you know, index investing and in, in mutual funds that have exposure to an asset class that's down, I can say, okay, I want to go from this kind of large cap growth strategy to this large cap growth strategy. As long as they're not identical, you know, there's some differences. You can pretty much, you know, capture 90% correlation to the upside. And, and yeah, unfortunately, the IRS has a very vague definition of substantially identical, but yeah, but yeah, fortunately, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Right, fortunately or unfortunately, yeah, right? You, you could take there their liberties and see what the audit comes back Absolutely. with, I guess. But yeah, okay. No no tax advice here. We are not CPAs. <laughs> consult your CPA before making any tax CPA. decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's something that every advisor should be doing for their client. Just yeah. looking at At least looking at those opportunities and seeing what exists. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about the retirement accounts? What do we look for there? We have assets that are depressed. You know, say I'm, you know, Look, I know a lot of people who are bullish on some of those names that I mentioned. They say, yeah, I know they're down, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50%. I'm in this for the long run. I, I, I don't want to sell it, right? I don't want to mm -hmm. miss out, right? Which you're out of a, a position for 30 days. A lot could happen, right? You could miss yeah, out. So huge. we're not talking about being out of the position. Okay. We're talking about replacing it with an old, you know, a different but what if position? I don't want to replace it, right? What if I have that in my 
my IRA and I want to keep it. Well, then you get into, are you just doing it to avoid the? No, uh, like I want to keep this position. Your whole cash. And it's down. Like what's a, what's a good example on like a, you know, what you do with a Roth conversion if you have some of these. Have you experienced this? Have you done this? No, abs- absolutely. Yeah. So um, got a client, high conviction on EV. Electric long vehicle. Term, yeah, yeah, long term plays. Sitting on a handful of positions that are down pretty big, mm-hmm. right? But he believes that um, over the long term that those will recover and rebound. Yeah. So we take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Now's a great time to convert that from your taxable IRA into mm-hmm. a Roth IRA. Yeah. And a good way of explaining it to, you know, to most people is we like to pay the tax on the seed and not on the harvest. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's like, so you pay for what it's worth today and then you get to sell it and tax free for whatever it could be worth in the future, assuming it goes up over time. Exactly. So this creates a ton of opportunity for us to look at, you know, different options to start to shift some money. And I get your point on the fingerprint, right? Because we are all unique and every client's fact pattern is a little bit different. I appreciate the length that you go to kind of understand what's different about their plan and what strategies would apply to them right because you know this is wouldn't be everybody right if you look at that person and you know they're retiring a year from now and they're in the highest income bracket they've ever been in you're probably like ah probably not the time to convert too right there's a lot of factors that go into that but absolutely yeah so so planning during these times when things are down that we're bullish on or conviction for the long run it's time to look at some of those tax plans so you mentioned Roth IRA conversion tax loss harvesting those those could be huge yeah and adding to the portfolio just yeah you know, adding like to names that you are convicted about or that you're under allocated to right so a lot mm-hmm. of times you can look at things that were too pricey so not everybody jumps in when the price is high right there's some people that do that right fear and greed a lot of people avoided it they said hey it's too pricey i don't want to invest now a lot of people do that right everyone wants to buy the dip until the dip happens Right, and I'm scared that the market's going to go down. It's too high right now, and then you're given an opportunity right now, and they go, "Oh no, there's a war going on. I think it's going to go worse." It's like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. I mean, this is numbers. it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's shocking to see the people who don't take those opportunities. That in my career and your career, we've seen them that they didn't invest in '08 and '09. They didn't invest in 2020, and they're not investing now. And it's like. What's going to get you in? Yeah, it's well, low prices, high prices, turn off the news and make if, some long-term plans. If I think about the psychology of that, you know, mm-hmm. when, and this impacts all of us, you, myself, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hey, have we, have we hit the bottom, right? Because yeah. we're all thinking, okay, is it going to go knows? lower? Like, Who but the knows? reality is, is like, you don't know, nobody knows. Nobody right. has a crystal ball. Those are on back order on Amazon as well, you know. Yeah, Warren Supply Buffett chase. will probably make a bet with you if you want <laughs> of the value of the S and P five hundred ten years. Yeah, from now. but it's like if you're long term, yeah, put your money to work. I mean, just whether it's higher dips. or lower. Yeah, you know, and and yeah, your time horizon is going to help you make those decisions. Absolutely. Don't feel like you need all your money today or tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Then we can go. Yeah, man. Well. There's always going to be something. I wonder what we're going to be talking about two weeks from now. The news keeps evolving. But, yeah, looking back to where we've been over the last two years, and it's been nice actually talking with you and thinking also about the last 18 years and all that we've seen to really kind of help put things in perspective. A little plug for Cityo Perspective there. So, anyway, man, it's great having yeah. you. Awesome. Yeah, all right, guys, absolutely. thanks for joining us. Look forward to having you with us next time on the Presidio Perspective. Enjoy the weekend. We're Take out. Care.